Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. I'm the most savage with it, the most hungry for this, the most likely to win it, cause most can't ignore this, the most underrated, the most fuck you pay me, I guess what I'm saying is that I really do the most, this is hard knives, fighting to get dog tired, getting better every day, searching for some growth, my mama working too hard, but I can't fuck with no job, I'm in the field still, switching my approach, I got drop top dreams, hitting nine top threes for the team, watch me kill it in the You know it's obvious that I do this for the coast. It's the culture that made me. Queens turn me to a man. I do nothing can face me. I've been building this bus in the hardest city to do it. On the scene, people tell us MDC is the truest. Atlanta took the top spot. Running this music, we got to build this back from the ground. No more excuses. We got the best in the world. Like the homie Ben Lewis telling Brendan if a trap gone, break out the nooses. They've been sleeping on us like narcoleptics, folkly like an antiseptic. Now boasting just that investment. It's on me when I hit these records Too much effort, nah, this can't be counterfeited Hey, y'all be scared to stand out Y'all be trying to fit in I'm 230 dry, still jumping up the stage, man Everything I do is wet Watch me hit the rain dance You got a team, but you ain't got no game plan At the switch, the kill switch to, to elevate the game, I gotta elevate my mind I know the cost of this ain't free I'm just here to pay the fines They say B, you should open up They say B, you shut off too much I say nah, you just talk too much I say nah, you just open up uh, Too much, bitches take me for granted Too much, or y'all take me for granted I'm too complex, you just don't read much I'm a project, you just need to listen much This crap is the death of me Loneliness creeps up on me You don't want this baggage claim Plus I'm chasing fame I wasn't done changing Baby, come back (laughs) Things take time Please come back Don't hang up now Too late for that Can't lose your love now Too late for that Don't leave me alone now Too late for that I'm alone now, please pray for that Uh. There goes our future That's what this comes to Now I don't trust nobody There goes our future That's what this comes to Now I don't trust nobody They say B, you should open up They say B, 
you shut off too much I say nah, you just talk too much I say nah, you just open up Cause when you at your worst, they pull out the hearse Might as well dig my own hole first I guess I didn't understand what a break meant See you later Suddenly turn to never I know you home, I called your phone Said you at work now Then I saw you in Best Buy You gotta go now That's funny, matter of fact Who that nigga that you with? Is it legit? Is it a fling? Did he hit? Now you see why I don't trust, trust Trust that type of shit that leave you in the dust, dust Never wanted it to end Too late for that I'm alone now Please pray for that There goes our future that's what this comes to now I don't trust nobody There goes our future That's what this comes to now I don't trust nobody Yes, yes, yes. It's Thursday, 5 o'clock. It's time for Ben Talks with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. And, of course, Addy is back in the building with us. What's going on, Addy? I mean, I was on the plane with Dwayne until I had to come here, so. Uh, well, <laughs> don't, don't make it sound uh, like you're having so much fun. You know? I mean, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you know, I'll be back, Dwayne. Yeah, did, did, <laughs> did, you have, did you have a good week? I, um, you know, honestly, it's been a weird one. 
it's been a pretty weird week. I can't even qualify it as necessarily good, but I have been um, I have been reading a lot, and that's right, been right. peaceful. So I feel at ease. Good, yeah. Addy reading. Go ahead. Look, a bitch read <laughs> from time to time. Yeah, well, you know, you got got to educate, got to work your mind. Basically, yo. Speaking of reading, though, uh, this is Ben talks brought to you by Invisible Empire by Erica Hale. After leaving the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Preston assumed that she had left all her demons behind. But what return is her former partner and a home invader trying to kill her? The justice in her attempted murder, she understands she thought she'd been careful. How did someone find out her secret? Now back in the fold, she and Agent Ethan Montgomery go all across the southern states to find a vigilante group set out to do what the justice system failed to do. What marching and protest couldn't fix. What mother's tears couldn't extinguish, making justice up by their own rules, killing law enforcement agents that have murdered unarmed African-Americans. Now with two supremacist group, an ex-boyfriend and secrets that can tear everything apart, Scarlet must juggle all of this, stay alive and expose the invisible empire. The book is available on Amazon.com. That is The Invisible Empire by Erica Hale. Who was on the show a couple weeks ago? Very good interview. Very good. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So uh, we're gonna we got a lot to talk about. We got two guests coming today, man. Two. Ooh. I know. Yes. Look, look at us. People, okay. People want to actually sit down with us? They do. Who would have thunk, thunk it? Thought it? I mean, What's I know. I know people want to sit with me. I mean, oh, you. Well, we have to explain a little more. You didn't have to say that. <laughs> we're on air. You're right. You're right. We are live. I'm trying to be nice. People are listening. We are live, but um. Fine. Yeah. No, I, I'm gonna cry in the car. That's all. <laughs> all right. Um, got a lot to talk about, man. We got we got to start off though. Uh jeez. You know what? You know what? I'll save it. I'll hold on to it. We're gonna start off with our shout outs. Yes. All right. Um, you got a shout. You want to start us off? Yeah, I want to. I want to start off. I want to start off by shouting out Nipsey Hustle. Nipsey Hustle is. Is it for his great album? Did he? No. Well, amongst many other things. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, his album that, like, you know, the culture knew he was robbed. Mm. Um, mm. and I mean, and not necessarily robbed. I feel like it was more so that he deserved. He did, to win, he did you know, it. and not that the other people in the category didn't, but didn't Cardi um, win win in his category? Was right? it her? Maybe. Think, yeah, best yeah. rap album. I think yeah. he was the one who was projected to win. And victory lap was by far you know, the best rap album this yeah, year. Yeah, if you're Last like year. definitely like a hip hop head, you know, like it definitely was. And like mm-hmm. if you you know want to party and turn up and have fun, definitely I, I would give Cardi that. But yeah, um, but shout out to him um, because not only not only is he like an independent artist, he has his own label. He's been doing this. He's been. Um, He's been in the game for a minute, you know, for a real long time now. And um, he has like the respect of all of the big names and has chosen to remain independent so that he can uh, not be tethered by bureaucracy, basically not trapped in like contracts, not being able to explore and experiment and do uh, all the cool things that he wants to do. One of which is by his freaking block. He's uh, brought up Crenshaw, the Crenshaw area. And um, is remodeling and building um, opportunities for people in that community. And he grew up just down the block. So it's just really cool to see a black man who cares about his community uh, purchasing the land and um, creating opportunities for black entrepreneurs in his neighborhood. So shout out to him for that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's one of the things like that's one of the reasons his album is like album took so long. 
Because you're like, oh, Nipsey, because Victory Lap was his first album. Mm. And people are like, Nipsey Hustle, Victory mm-hmm. Lap first album. Yeah, he dropped a bunch of mixtapes and stuff. But it is hard to kind of put out a, bo- a body of work and promote it without having a machine behind you. Yeah. But he stood in his beliefs and he's doing things his own way. So he mm-hmm. deserves a shout out just for that. And another thing, like he's buying back, back the block, like you said. And he's also doing this documentary on, um, was it Dr. Sebi? Sebi? Yeah, Dr. Sebi. Sebi? Yes, okay. who is a um, herbalist who um, cured a lot of freaking diseases. He, you yes. know, pretty much if anyone knows, and, you know, shout out to Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Every cure that, every I'm sorry, every disease and illness that we have present day can be cured by something in nature, you know. Yes. Um, and even some unnatural things like cancer still can be cured by things in nature and Dr. Sebi proved that and unfortunately there's no uh, money in cures there's only money in treatment so yeah. when uh, when when it was found that he was um, actually curing all these people I believe that they brought him up on charges of what was it um, what were they money laundering yeah they brought him up on charges of money laundering tried to destroy mm-hmm. the man and then on also fraud mm-hmm. but he, they were able to they were, unless he was able to prove that his his uh, treatments and remedies worked, they would have put him in jail. And he brought seventy seven people to stand to the stand to testify that they had undergone whatever treatments or recommendations per his guidance and yeah. had all been cured. So that was like a win. And then you know he mysteriously died a few years ago of like like pneumonia, like something crazy, like you know something that you know the set the setup the setup death <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He, mis- set up that. he was poisoned. Yeah. Okay. One of the shows, you know, one of the shows I used to watch was a uh, scandal, and I believe that the things like I believe in conspiracies. Oh, definitely. And I especially believe, in the government. Yes, and I believe that a lot of things they'll tell us, like hiding in plain sight, is mm-hmm. what they do. So I feel like a lot of the stuff that we saw in scandal, the secret organizations, the secret assassins out. Like people killing you in ways that come off as a natural causes. Mm-hmm. I absolutely believe that. Definitely. It's like people like look, the US has one fucking goal. Secure and protect the bag. Absolutely. Like that is that it's what the country was built on. And yeah. in order to do that, that there comes slavery, uh mass incarceration, mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. unequal wages. Mm-hmm. But secure the bag is their priority. So if anyone gets in their way, then that's a problem. And so I, um, you know, I, I really am going to like, I, I hope that all of the people in the industry really rally around Doc, uh, not Dr. Sabi, around Hustle. Nipsey Hustle to yeah. protect him. You know, you have to get a lot of crips around. Him <laughs> right. Because he's doing sure a lot of things that he's doing a lot of things right now that they don't want, you know, young rappers to be doing. Yeah. They don't want this. Yeah. You know, so like this. Look at what they did to 21 Savage. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's. <laughs> Of all the people you could use. I mean, they, regardless of, you know. Savage. I mean, they, okay. they did target him. They did, yes. They, he was certainly targeted. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But shout out to Nipsey Hussle. Uh, another shout out we got, man. Colin Kaepernick now. Obviously, he's been in the news for a very long time. He's been a topic of conversation, a topic of discussion for a really long time. Uh, because he famously took a knee during the national anthem during a preseason game. It got blown completely out of proportion by none under none other than President Trump, <laughs> who kind of turned the narrative from what Colin was actually protesting, which was the unlawful killing of unarmed black men. And the fact that the police officers who committed these murders would get to walk scot free mm-hmm. while these families would be remain would remain broken. 
these communities would be broken and traumatized from everything that took place. So Colin decided during a preseason football game that he was going to take a knee. The cameras fixated on him and they decided to blow this thing way out of proportion and make this completely about not the reason that Colin Kaepernick originally protested. Mm -hmm. And he had a suit against the NFL for collusion because after that season, he was a free agent and it's now been two years and he hasn't been picked up by a team despite being still good enough to play, despite people who are obviously, obviously worse at football mm -hmm. than he is still getting Can jobs. Can you name opening. a few who are worse? Um, well, Nate, Nathan Peterman, <laughs> who famously started for the Buffalo Bills and threw six interceptions. Um, who else? Uh, Josh Johnson. He didn't start a game in like five years. I shouldn't years. have got you started. And I was the like, Redskins I don't care. gave him a chance. You know, I could, the list goes on. No one cares about football. <laughs> the list goes on of people who got jobs over Kaepernick and he was clearly better then. All right. Um, but he, he, um, sued the NFL for collusion mm -hmm. and he was able to reach a settlement this past week. How much you think? Case. How much you think he got? I don't know. Uh, it's for some reason they're keeping it a secret. I'm because I'm sure it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's the NFL. Like, yeah. first of all, it's a league. Like, it's, it's a bunch of it's thirty two billionaires. It's thirty two billionaires running the NFL. All right. So, I, I heard a rumor that it was about eighty million. I, no, I think it's, it has to be in the, in the threes. Oh <laughs> man, in the hundreds of millions. But listen, man, shout, shout out to you, Kaepernick, because yes, like you definitely deserved it. You put your career, you put your livelihood, mm -hmm. everything that you've worked for from the time you were a child, went to college, mm -hmm. did all like sacrificed a lot right. to make it to the NFL. And you were playing the game at, a, at you've played the game at, at the highest level. For sure. Taking his team to a Super Bowl at one point. Right. So, I mean, it was wrong that he was excluded out of the NFL. I thought personally that. He was just going to get a little slap on the wrist. Like, okay, nobody's going to sign him for a couple months. But then he was going to get picked up during the year. And then it seemed like that wasn't going to happen. And yeah. he's just out of the league now. And he's sort of been, you know, he's sort of become this uh, martyr. He sacrificed his career for us. And, and rightfully so, man. The cause was definitely a, a noble cause, a worthy cause. Mm -hmm. And now you got your money. And I, th and I think about, like, what he's going to do with the money. Because, mm -hmm. like, you know, he's, yeah. he's already been building all this capacity to do yes. some dope shit um to bring awareness and maybe he's not going to be able to do it anymore on the football field i don't know maybe we'll see when the season starts maybe yeah. they let him who back knows? into perhaps who knows his, his lawyer did say that he does absolutely mm -hmm. want to play in the nfl mm -hmm. and they did name a couple teams that they're possibly interested in so mm -hmm. we'll see what happens the nfl settling means that they there is some guilt there because you don't settle Unless, you know, you feel like, mm -hmm. you know, that you're if you, if you feel like you're innocent, you're not going to settle. Yeah. So they clearly yeah. know, like, okay, there was some collusion. We don't want you guys to dig deeper and find the collusion. Yeah. So here's a nice little check. Ooh, and think about what their paper, their paper trail looked like. It's probably clean as hell. Yeah, oh, yeah. Probably shot a few people in the process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look. I mean, look at this. Like, they're <laughs> old. The guys who own the NFL are old white men. Mm -hmm. Right? They're probably not the best when it comes to technology. So they're probably blatant text messages that say things like, don't sign that nigger Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. There's probably blatant. Like, if they go through everybody's phone records, you can find somebody saying something like that. I'm sure of it. Right. And they were afraid of that happening. And so they settled with them. Now, um, I mean, hopefully the number comes out because we're nosy like that. Mm -hmm. um, but he definitely deserved the money. For sure. Definitely.
who says you have to be broke to be an activist, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to be broke to stand up for to stand up for a, a good cause and keep your integrity. <laughs> All right, um, we got another shout out. Uh, Zai, who's going to be part of the show later today. He's coming on at 6.30. His EP is set to be released sometime today. I understand there's some logistics stuff that they got to figure out. But I have heard the EP, and it is definitely a good one. It's it's dope. Uh, I, my favorite track on there, Selfless. I'm going to play it at some point in the show. Um, if I get in trouble, I get in trouble. Whatever. Um, but it's it's a it's a it's a good record and definitely want to shout him out because it's from what he said at the at the party on Tuesday, um, Addy couldn't be there, you know, saying your name wasn't on the list, you know. <sighs> you <Yeah>. know, unfortunately. <laughs> your, name, your name wasn't on the list. Not a part of the, you know, the privilege. It's okay, you know. The privileged few. I should have told him that, you know, I I had somebody I could have He don't like black women, me. y'all. Like yeah, well, let's not let's not start that. That's He's a radio right. personality. <laughs> If you go through my history of women <laughs> that I've been with, I'm playing. I'm playing. They're all black. Well, there was a Dominican in there, but um, still black. they're all black and they're all dark skin. I don't know if that means anything, but I'm just throwing it out there to cover my own ass. And um, I got I got. I told Good my. I, go, I told my sister that I would do this. Uh, happy birthday, Jessica! Woo! She's uh, turned a. Uh, Is this the sister I know? No, it's not the sister you okay. know. Um, that's the youngest one. Mm. Yes, but happy birthday, Jessica. Happy birthday, Jessica. 24. You remember, what did you do for your 24th oh my birthday, God. I probably said an extra. I'm pretty sure I had a party on somebody's roof. Is that is that like your thing? Like you like rooftop? I do. I really just like, you know, the wind blowing through my weave. Because <laughs> I typically may have a weave on my well, birthday. Well, you, you have a summer birthday, so. I do. So I, like I, I feel like I deserve. For- yeah, I feel like I'm finally getting like what is due to me because in fucking high school you know I wasn't the kid who was um, whose birthday was during the school year so uh, I didn't get them damn balloons, oh, the balloons that were fucking inconvenient and, and you couldn't put on a bus <laughs> to struggle and walk mm-hmm, in the hills exactly and so uh, I couldn't I didn't have the luxury yeah. so one time I actually forced my friends to choose a day in April but well, why did <laughs> you just do it on the last day of school n- no because no one paid First of all, you don't need all that shit in your hands on the last day of school. Well, you don't you have your know. books in your hands on the last day of school. Yeah, so. but you never know. Niggas wanted to fight or whatever. You had to be prepared. Well, you can't. I don't know what kind of terrible school you went to. I mean, I, I went. My school was good, but it was. I was. In a I was well liked. Terrible area. Well, not. Well-liked. It wasn't a terrible area, but like there was just mad schools there. So nobody wanted. To, to nobody be a wanted to fight me on the last day of school. Look, I was well no liked. one ever fought me, but I was ready, and I and I just knew that some people was getting run up on, so my hands needed <laughs> to be free at all my times. Hands, my hands had to be ready. <laughs> Had to be ready in case somebody wanted want to do something to me. So we chose a safe you. day in April, and they brought okay, me. Okay. They brought me balloons. But anyway, yes, uh, the twenty four is wonderful. And yes. happy birthday, Jessica. This yes, is not about me. Yes, happy birthday, Jessica. <laughs> and um, she also wanted me to uh, tell everyone to go follow her on the Jess Lauren at uh, uh, on Instagram. T H E J E S S Lauren L A W. Uh, I think I'm not sure how to spell it. I'm gonna be Stop it. Yeah, I'm just. I'm That's just, I'm just gonna keep it problematic. Going. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, you ready for you ready for a quick break before we get into blow the whistle? You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 take a quick break, man. It's, you're listening to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis, Addy, also here in the building. Hey. Uh, coming up right now is slipping by my guy Convo. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
I'm on a mission. I'm falling, I'm tripping. Big part of living, involving forgiveness. Hard to the trenches. I call, but distant. My Lord, just listen. I'm falling, I'm slipping. I'm on a mission. I'm falling, I'm tripping. Big part of living, involving forgiveness. Hard to the trenches. I call, but distant. My Lord, just listen. I'm falling, I'm slipping. 1988, it was the 8th of July. My father had already dipped, I was a waste of his time. I used to ponder as a kid, put your face to the snide. Suicidal wager nine, blow your brains in the sky. That way you can fly, the gun was my brother's. Kept it under his covers. Back room in the crib, to hide the shit from my mother. It wasn't none of my business, it wasn't for me. Was young and I was nosy, but that's another story. Growing up, we had problems. My mama showed favoritism, so he left me. All I ever did was dream of hanging with him. Look in those eyes, when he walk, he bring danger with him. Mama Kicked them out at 13 like streets babysitting. What was I to think? Baby, I was next. Didn't know my real father, so no child support checks coming in on my behalf. Sat back and did the math. Great student, but shit was getting real. I'm ditching class. My grip is slipping fast. A life I couldn't grab. Show me love. Was that too much for a kid to ask? Happy go lucky, turned sad. Tried his best to laugh. Binoculars in front of me, but focused on the past. I'm cursing something. Having crazy thoughts of hurting something. Escalating up to crazy thoughts of murking something. I can't be sure i'm hurting to the core we birthed me to the earth i can't take this anymore i'm gone I'm on a mission i'm falling i'm tripping big part of living involving forgiveness hard to the trenches i call but this my lord just listen i'm falling i'm slipping i'm on a mission i'm falling i'm tripping big part of living involving forgiveness hard to the trenches i call but this my lord just listen i'm falling i'm slipping Making a song like this, it wasn't hard to write. Two years ago, gave you the intro to all my life. Still with the woman that I call my wife. Don't try to wrong my rights. A umpire couldn't call my strike. People be so to the facts, but be speeding the judge. Don't know that anger and hate could be defeated with love. Homie is broken inside, but you perceive he's a thug. That boy you said had a screw face, just needed a hug. And for my son, be yourself, not a follower. If people leave, you don't allow your heart to grow hollower. Showing love is a blessing and everybody ain't able to understand your story everyone ain't relatable life told in the album hoping one day you play it through history repeats itself but they gon' act like a fake is new but live your small spread your wings to soar rebirth me to the earth you'll be great son i'm sure so i'm on a mission i'm falling i'm tripping big part of living involving forgiveness hard to the trenches i call but distant my lord just listen i'm falling i'm slipping i'm on a mission i'm falling i'm tripping big part of living involving forgiveness to the trenches, I call with this, my lord, just listen, fall, slip.
fucked up, faded, I'm jaded, confused, I'm washed out, wasted, can't shake it, all over you, the good life, we had one, I bid you, adieu, the more I, go for you, the more I, Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's Ben Talks with the best in the world, Ben Lewis and Addy. What up, Addy? I mean, my spirits. Oh, Addy's so excited. Yay, it's so that's, sunny that's, outside. That's I, I treat my co-host nice. That's, that's, that's. Wait, what? Just go ahead and say, I treat my co-host nice. Uh, and, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I make sure you get here safe. Yo. And, 
Make sure nah, I don't know. Make sure your thirst is quenched. I don't know, you know? because I had to take an Uber, so I don't oh, know wow, how. That's I, crazy. I, <laughs> wow. Dude, I can't. I can't like, say that you, you got me there safely. Could have. You didn't have to say that. We're on the air. Ooh. You could have. You could have lied. You ever heard of a, a lie? Nah. I'll tell you who has heard of a lie. <laughs> 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 Boodum <laughs> freaking cha. <laughs> you like Boodum that segue, right? That was um, hilarious. That was a great transition. Jesse Smollett. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> What the hell was that? Ooh, child. Lion. What was that? Jesse Lion? Uh, Jamal lying. Lion. Yo, what the hell? What on earth was that about? So, oh, my God. <laughs> we, this is a story we've been keeping up with for the past couple of weeks since it's come out. We've been on the right side of history. <laughs> yes, let the record show that I have been on this very program mm-hmm. several times, mind you, <laughs> to let people know. That I didn't believe this story, not a single iota, right. not one bit. It sounded crazy from the jump, and it has been proven that it was all staged. And he's even come out mm-hmm. and said that he staged it. Now, and here's here's the biggest issue for me. Right. Is that my brethren, my Nigerian brethren, were implicated. I just hope that anytime there's a fucking scandal, why it was going to be a fucking Nigerian? Yo, why you There's cousins? mad other countries. <laughs> Damn. God damn Addie, it. Addie's cousins. Done, Shit. Done Ola Abinjo. Cooperating <laughs> so, with the police and all that. Two Nigerian dudes who just got off the boat. I mean, the oh, plane. Man. And I can say that because I'm Nigerian. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the rest of y'all can't. Um, they're, no, they're not going skiing. They're not going skiing. Like, <laughs> they're literally not going skiing. Like, we don't understand uh, snow. Like, that's not a thing. So... No. I didn't see them in the store with white women picking up gear for their fucking uh, trip, ski trip to Bear Mountain, you know, and Bear these Mountain, are not. Bear Mountain's a beautiful place. Just, <laughs> just a side piece, you know what I'm saying? Just a little side. Yes. Yeah, so may, maybe maybe Ben would have purchased <laughs> it, but certainly not my brothers. Right. So whatever the hell they were picking up that looked like ski gear um, was the nail in his coffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also... Uh, report rumor has it well not rumor actual facts yes back in 2007 Jesse found himself in a similar situation oh brother where he had been um, where he had been uh, implicated in a DUI stop and he had lied and said that he was his brother um, and I'm, it looks like it might even be his younger brother I'm surprised he didn't tell a cop he was journey <laughs> Goddamn liar! <laughs> Goddamn. So he and he threw his brother <laughs> under the bus, right. and then ended up getting three years probation for the whole incident. Oh my! Um, God. I just couldn't imagine like my sister coming to tell me like, so yeah, like I might well, have a felony, yeah. and I thought uh, your name just sounded a lot better than mine next to it. <laughs> um, fuck you, <laughs> fuck Yo, you, fuck you. This sounds like. My man Jesse is a compulsive liar. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no and and you know I got I got a message for for you people yes. that still believe Go him. Off. I'm I'm should I I'm not gonna do it. How now. about yeah? How I'm about yeah? Gonna, we'll we'll wait for that. Don't but, at me. But um yes, today's don't at me is gonna be dedicated to you. Exactly. Who still for some reason believe that this man was telling the truth. Mm-hmm. To me, the nail and the uh, the nail for me in the coffin because I known this man was lying since look i let me tell you i you watched, was one of people that was too scared to say y- you see i because i don't want i didn't want to go on the record unless until i could conclusively say something Jeez, just I for would. the slight beat yeah <laughs> look 
look. Uh-huh. Um, even though I knew because I watch Law and Order SP. I've watched every single episode of SVU. Mm-hmm. I've watched every single episode of Criminal Minds. So I'm only upset that the FBI so hasn't ex- tapped me. So you're an expert. <laughs> I'm just upset that the FBI has not found me. I mean, shit. Like in all of the fucking FBI shows and movies, they go to fucking Harvard and they find the kids on the uh, in the lawn because they're smart and they pull them and pluck them for the FBI. I mean, how come no one thought I could do it? Yeah, why, yo, Quantico, man. <laughs> Can someone? Because uh, I can't run. Because I can't jump. Because I got foot problems. You can't run and jump. That's that's what goes with. Me. I don't care. Shit, I could be person. on. I actually I don't know computer science either. So yeah, probably there's a lot of skill gaps. Eddie, you're not about to sit up here and downplay. But your I'm perceptive. Downplay your intelligence on this show. I'm perceptive as fuck. Oh, yeah, so that's okay. what they should have uh-huh. hired me. So when he said though that my my nail in the coffin was when he said that he was the gay Tupac. I was like, okay, calm the fuck <laughs> up. Man, I had called himself gay pot. <laughs> cause, cause, could you, could you imagine? I mean, though, like, if you were really get beat up, even if I was beat up by two kids, they would do damage because it's two of them. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, to see the little bit of those scratches that he had, and then to see the big muscle bound, like these guys, yo, listen, they must have been working on a farm back in Nigeria. <laughs> the way they look, they, these guys had they like, two, they had, wow. they had one percent body fat between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And all he got is a little scratch on his neck. Basically. I'm pretty sure they, one of them just held his arm and was like, Jesse, run into it. Because <laughs> they were like, because if I even apply any bit of force, yeah. and I now, will kill and you. Now, and that's now not the goal. He's, he's turned himself into to law enforcement today. Mm-hmm. And you could try to say the, the Chicago PD is this, that, and the third. But that doesn't change the fact that this man lied. Right. The staged. Chicago PD had his back, if anything. They, yeah, they since, tried to yeah, help. They were, every they time tried. a report came out, they were like, that's unsubstantiated. And that was why I didn't go on record. Because every time something came out that I was like damn that looks fucking crazy the Chicago PD would issue a report on like a CNN or ABC and say wait no it's not yeah uh it's not it's not substantiated we can't confirm that so I'm like I'm gonna give him the doubt as per the reporting but it sucks your man was a liar fucking liar anyway we gonna move on from this clown um Bernie Sanders man feel the burn he's running for president for 2020 he's trying again do you like his chances this time around Eddie um that doesn't sound <laughs> so i mean no to be honest i actually i think um no i actually think i actually think he has a pretty good chance because if you think about it he's been consistent and if you think about one of the major complaints particularly with the black community right. which is often the swing vote right which is often people the democrats where where their political player they want to please us because we actually do have power and we've been noticing that more so in recent elections and um one of the main issues and frustrations with uh the current black candidates is that they don't have a specific black agenda yeah their um policies of the past seem to be at odds with some of the things that black people want at the moment and i think bernie has been consistent even in his past so i think that kind of like foil to what you know like particularly kamala um, don't, first of all, don't talk about my, my foreign baddie like that. Okay? Stop. <laughs> um, you know, Bernie's pretty much been on the you got opposite vo- side you got of those Kamala. controversial pol- policies that people are like kind of nailing Kamala for. So I feel like he has a he has a chance there. And I feel like what's his face? Uh, Cory, Cory Booker. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's just not connecting. I watch his interviews yeah. and, you know, I, I like him, but it's just not really quite connecting. I feel like he for, did a little bit of pandering too, man. Yeah, Going on a breakfast yeah. club, talking about wall in my basement apartment. Man, shut your ass up. You don't live in no goddamn basement. Uh, I mean, okay? maybe he does. I, I can see him like, talk about, I have a boo. Look, you don't got no goddamn girlfriend. Tr- no, trust me. I Look, <laughs> I went to school with people like him and I know people like him who can like, they can like, 
coexist and be amongst people of course, and of course, of course. um and be and be there but um and, and be present and helpful but you can tell like there's a certain like it's like this is not really your life life you yeah, know yeah, yeah. um or at least that's what it comes off as and so um i think that's what he has that's his hurdle to overcome is just uh the believability for people um yeah. but you know I, I think he's done some great things in newark and um and probably has a lot of great ideas, so I'm not, not ruling him sure. out. But Bernie raised $5.9 million in 24 hours. Word. First yeah. of all, uh, what circle are you running in, Bernie? I need those type of friends. I need my M's. I know somebody who's had a GoFundMe going for like two years now. And they, <laughs> they've only raised $75. Can I attach my link to his page in the comments? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Let me right? just quickly back, back, back click that. Nah, uh, Ber- Bernie definitely has a chance, but... I already tell you, I'm, I'm gonna tell you who I'm voting for. She, if she gets past the primaries, <laughs> okay, my for? foreign baddie. Who's your foreign baddie? Kamala Harris, okay. I can't with you. I love you, Kamala. <laughs> you don't have to be, you don't have to be a real black woman. For Stop, me, okay? go away. <laughs> I like your stiff dancing to Cardi B. No, you're not. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're not gonna do. All right, all right, all right. Oh man. So R. Kelly's back in the news because there's an alleged third sex tape. Addie didn't even know that there was a second one. I didn't even know. Yeah, we were talking about this as we were planning for this um, show. Yeah. And I didn't even know that the one the one and the two. All I know about is the 14-year-old girl yeah, sex well, tape. Yeah, well, that was the second one. Was... So what the fuck was the first one? Well, the first one I think we all missed. I think we were all a little <laughs> we young. Chicago was, PD there knows. There was no internet. Yeah, there was no internet for that <laughs> first one. Chicago PD's been in... In the news a lot. Well, yeah, exactly. But now they they about to they about to try R. Kelly. First of all, his ass needs to be in jail. His ass should have been, been in there. jail a long time ago. Should have been there. And they need to like God needs to come down and extend his fucking life <laughs> just so that nigga could stay in jail a Where, little longer. He need like two double life sentences. That's, his, yeah. he, I mean, he really got to pay his dues. He's been Seriously. doing this shit for fifty years. I need at least fifty more. Okay, yeah. not fifty. Maybe like I, I want to say since he was at least. Well, he once need, he was 18, he 20, that, he I'm that sure he Larry, was doing some he weird that Larry Nasser sentence. You remember Larry Nasser, that Olympic doctor who was oh, feeling under right, 167 yeah, like years. And first of all, man, that judge, yo, she enjoyed sentencing him. Larry <laughs> <laughs> Nasser, Larry Nasty. Larry, Larry, Larry Nasser, God damn it. He need that Larry Nasser sentence, man. Definitely. He out here. He's a serial child abuser and he needs to go away. And Go away. He needs to be gone away for a long time. So I hope these okay. charges that's being brought up against him this time around actually leads to something. Bye. Peace. All right. Michael Rappaport. Yeah. So to call himself uh, uh, commentating on the culture. Uh, what's milk. that? What's that? Uh, hating from the sideline? Yeah. How you gonna hate from outside the club? You can't even get in. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing, people. That's the thing I don't like about social media. People want to start. Threatening people's lives for their opinion. That this, this nigga's opinion. Yeah. He went on his fucking Twitter. Yeah, he has a he right cons- to his opinion. Right, you it's know, wrong, but uh, yeah, but you know, think about it. Before all this excess fucking technology, people could just fucking express themselves amongst their friends and followers. It doesn't necessarily. It doesn't necessarily mean that like I'm trying to come for your life or whatever. I mean, granted, the series of tweets did seem pretty fucking targeted. Yeah, but um, but in general, I just kind of hate that like people kind of like come down on people just for, simply for their opinion. Yeah. He's a consumer of music. You're supposed to receive it and critique it. That's what music is for, not to make your insecure fucking artists feel better about themselves. So, um, but Michael Rappaport claims that, you know, he is a hip-hop connoisseur. <laughs> and so right. he he is privy as to what is good hip-hop and what is not. And what Meek Mill does apparently is is not good hip-hop. 
Now, <laughs> supposedly, he was, so he, Michael Rapper was at All-Star Weekend, as was anybody who had any type of clout this past mm-hmm. weekend. And Meek Mill, uh, you probably didn't watch All-Star Weekend, did you? <laughs> Not a lick. You didn't even... No. <sighs> didn't even watch some clips on Instagram. Nothing. <laughs> God damn it, Addy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, T- such a woman. Toxic femininity. Oh, such a woman. Sports. <laughs> no. Oh no, no. Time so toxic. God. No, but uh, Meek Mill performed at the All Star Game right before the um the introduction of the players. So Michael Rappaport said his tweets were from watching him perform and not being happy about it, and just everyone was loving on Meek Mill all weekend long, mm-hmm. and that's where his opinion came from. He he actually um backtracked on what he said. Um, who uh, Michael Rapaport? Michael Rappaport. Oh, yeah, he right, actually backtracked because back- he said Meek Mill was trash. I'm tired of seeing this trash rapper, and <laughs> like he was just going off on me. Meek Mill's not trash. He's not. He's not trash at all. Right. So it's like you don't actually know hip hop really. Yeah. Because and, you wouldn't say that. <laughs> and talk about not being able to take the temperature of the room. This is not the time to this come is at Meek not Mill. Meek Luther King. <laughs> I just want everyone to go to the Soul Boom podcast Millie, and Millie just Luther know King. that. <laughs> Uh, maybe seven, eight months before Me- Meek Mill came out of prison, Jasmine and I predicted that that would be his new nickname, that people would call him Meek Luther Meek King. Luther- and that <laughs> I would just go to the Soul Boom podcast because you could just go listen to the yeah. future oh over there on God. that uh, on that podcast. But anyway. Yeah. So you're just going to plug your other projects look, on, on my show? Look, <laughs> I'm just trying to get out the hood like everybody nah, else. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Nah, Soul <laughs> Boom podcast is a dope podcast. Definitely go listen to it. Um, But... Yeah, man, this is not the time to come at me, Michael Rappaport. Okay, you've been a friend of the culture. We've been very accepting of you, but don't get it twisted. Yeah, we will put you out if need be. All right, don't get crazy. Mm -hmm. Talking about Meek Mill is trash. What the hell is wrong with you, boy? Exactly. Go speak to the Boy Scouts about that. Come on, man. (laughs) Because come on, man. I don't think I don't think anyone really cared to care for that particular opinion, especially when it's just like. People can say a lot of things about Meek Mill, but you can't necessarily say like it's hard to say. It's really hard to make the case that he can't yeah, rap. Trash. It's a not. really hard case to make. So you just and then also you being white just makes it really hard to believe you. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. You ready for blow the whistle? Um. Yes. All right. Let's do it. Let me let me let me switch up the let me switch up the beat here. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you, I'm such a professional. I was such a pro. All right, man. This is blow the whistle. We're gonna blow the whistle on some people who violated against the culture and. In our personal lives. Although Yo. no one from our personal lives has ever made it onto Blow the Whistle as yet. Oh, yeah. I mean, because, you know, you be trying to... Look, I might have something for you next week. I st- I'm still investigating. <laughs> I'm still fucking investigating. Well, there you go. I'll let oh, you I'll man. let you the fuck know. Yes. Um, but... Uh, Tristan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Jordan Woods. Yes. Damn, Tristan, third son. trimester Thompson. <laughs> Meaning that Tristan is not capable of seeing a pregnancy through. <laughs> My black American men do not cheat, but... But the black Canadian man... Listen, listen. I'm saying in the camera right now, okay? Black men, black American men don't cheat. Specifically. Lies. Okay? Specifically black American men. I say specifically because Tristan Thompson, the serial cheater, mm-hmm. is from Canada. Basically. Okay? And, this and is, he has... I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, He's learning from the book of Drake. I was going to say, the two of them is conclusive <laughs> evidence Exactly. black Canadian men are not to be trusted. Exactly. Statistically... Do not trust them. Statistically you got, sound. You, you got, have two out of the whole Canada. You got Drake, <laughs> King, Fuckboy. You got Tristan Thompson, who's a serial cheater. You got Tory Lanez who's out of his goddamn mind. Canada, it's not looking good yeah. for y'all right now. I can't name two or three black men in America who cheat. There you go. 
There I can go. name a million. This is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna edit but... that. I'm gonna edit that part out. And um, yeah. <laughs> so okay, so here's the here's the tea. Um, at the, there was a party that Tristan Thompson had a house party that I guess Khloe Kardashian wasn't invited to, according to. <laughs> According to um, what's that source again? Hip hop Hollywood. A, wait, how you have a house party and don't invite your shorty? <laughs> like I was, I, I had to like when I was reading this shit. I'm like, I had to Yo, go baby, back I'm and having a house party. Check. You can't come though. <laughs> I had to double check and allegedly, right? Because I don't. Well, she wasn't know. there. Otherwise, I don't fucking know, and I don't have the budget to prove it. Yeah, right. But <laughs> some nigga from Hip Hop Hollywood. And I seen him on Love and, Love and Hip Hop. Right. He confirmed that one of his staff writers was at the party. Yes, so one of his staff writers was invited to the fucking party. And even his baby mama was not invited. Fucking Chloe was not invited. Damn, but Tristan. you know who was invited? Jordan Woods, which is Kylie Jenner's best friend. Right. Um, so Jordan Woods is 21 years old. We've seen she's her. She's only 21? She's only 21. Well, I, well Tristan's 20, 26. 27. So mm-hmm. 27. Right. Yeah. So that's not, that's not terrible, like. No. Right, but we've seen Jordan but damn, on. Jordan's like, twenty one. I feel bad because mm-hmm. I was definitely thirsting on her pictures on Instagram the other night. <laughs> she's not twenty one. She's, she's older cute. than that. So, but she wasn't yeah, always. Jay. She wasn't always conventionally attractive. Let's just put it that way. I um, oh, you know what, Jordan? Mm-hmm. I always thought she was attractive. <laughs> she wasn't before. I always thought she was. Attractive. Okay, well there we go, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, and she was, and what I say is mean conventionally attractive. Someone can find her attractive, but uh, she got. Allegedly got some surgeries. Allegedly, you know, I know she fixed her gap. She said that on her social media. Yeah. Um, even though I liked her gap, uh, but you know, since since she like lost weight or got a surgery, who knows what the Kardashians? What they told they'll her to tell do, right? they'll tell us they lost weight, but you never really know. Yeah, right. Um, and she went on Chloe's uh, show, Revenge Body. That. Mm, that lasted. She? That lasted. No, she didn't. Oh, okay. That show lasted all of like five minutes. That was. Oh my god. Yeah. So you know she's been on the show for a minute and she's been like Kylie's bestie. And look, the one thing I fuck with Kylie about is that she's a Leo, so she's loyal. So I, you know, she's a good friend. And um, you know, basically Jordan lives with Kylie. Like they do everything together. Like right. Ky- Kylie has had friends come and go, but Jordan has been there. Like that's her family. She basically is there in the house raising that damn kid with her. So. Jordan uh, apparently was at this party that once again Chloe was not invited to and was sitting on Tristan's lap, oh laughing, God. giggling like they haven't. This is something they've done Wait, before. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't let one of your best friends sit on your man's lap, Daddy. <laughs> I don't let think I, I, I would hope that I wouldn't have any friends who would do that. No, you know what? Um, you know what? I hate when women sit on my lap. Oh, I hate that shit because Why? you are a whole grown adult. <laughs> and you have grown adult weight. Get off me! Like we don't need to. No, damn, come on. You're cancel Ben. You're not my. You're not my daughter. Like why are you sitting on my wow. lap? Wow, I hate it. I don't like. It. I never liked it. Never well, ladies, it. now you know. Don't sit on my lap. <laughs> don't don't do it. Don't even do it. Cause I'm gonna get up. <laughs> why you sitting? And it's not gonna be nice. Dang, but, so, <laughs> he's a Scorpio. You know. So. Is that, is that very Scorpio of I me? Mean, is that very Scorpio shit, of me? You know, you might poison your girl's food if she sat on your I lap. I would not. That's <laughs> very Scorpio of you. Do you like sit, you sit on your boyfriend's laps? Yeah. Nah, I don't like that shit. If I want to, nah. he should be able to support me. <laughs> what else is he good for? <laughs> <laughs> he should be able to support you, but, yeah. you know, 
No. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so Jordan, you know, basically kind of you bite the hand that feeds you because Kylie Jenner has 127 million followers on Instagram, you know, basically since she's become, you know, black adjacent, uh, she's been able to re- really capitalize and be like one of the more more popular Kardashians. And so along with her, Jordan has received the, the, the benefits of that association. She has like 8 million followers on Instagram and has since launched a modeling career and everything. So it's just kind of weird and strange that she would like really fuck up the bag. You know, you had one job, girl. So you really fucked up the bag. Really? Seriously. All right. Um, <clears throat> we got to blow the whistle on Burberry, man. They dropped that new sweater. <sighs> Absolutely ridiculous, man. Um, I guess they wanted to join uh, Gucci <laughs> with, the, with the outrage because yeah. I saw a post and I feel I definitely have to agree with it. Mm-hmm. Black outrage is the new marketing scheme. Ooh. Black outrage is the new marketing scheme. Yeah. And so, you know, Burberry was sitting there left out and it was like, yeah, let, what can we do mm-hmm. to make everyone mad at us, mm-hmm. to make everyone talk about our brand? Because they were talking about Prada. And boom, let's put a noose on a hoodie. Yeah, that's actually a good point because it's just like... These companies seem to never, like, learn. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for me, I'm not, I don't know, this outrage thing is just really annoying to me, too. Yeah. Because it's just like you're really feeding into things that really don't matter. Like, you know, the reality is the racism you should be concerned about is the structural one. And we're going to have Carl Camozzi coming on uh, in just a few minutes a nice talking plug. about, uh, nice you know, plug, community Eddie. activism you and strategy. Wa- you been watching me? <laughs> You've been watching me? That's a nice plug, Wow, Eddie. very uh, very toxic masculine of you to <laughs> suggest that my greater moments are a result of you. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like a good, a, a, a real star makes people around him better. Look, and I, I can't. I'm making... Show me where the stars are and well, I'll let you know. You know. <laughs> let's, let's hurry this up because we got to take a break um, and get Carl set up and anything when he calls in. So. Yeah, so the, uh, the outrage is a distraction <laughs> from what we really should be mobilizing around. Yes. And I think that, like, not to say that we can't multitask, sure, but, like, you know, there's no way, you know, there's no real way to know exactly who said or did what with the styling decisions. Really, the issue is the structural issues that there are no black people mm-hmm. in the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. You know, the way it's so hard to actually get and move through the get in and move through the fashion industry all of it is based on nepotism you often have to work for free for like a decade before you even get any type of paid position and the only people who can wait it out you know and while they're working for free having to wear like the best designer clothes you know having to come looking correct or whatever so that you can move to the next level um those people already have money and chances are those people are not People of color. So just keep that in mind that the fashion industry fundamentally is um, has it has a problem. And and uh, the thing with the Burberry thing is that a model, a white model said, well, like this shit is weird. Like, yeah. I don't feel comfortable. Wait a second. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Now, this, this don't seem right. <laughs> yeah, but no, she exactly. So like the freaking white model spoke up and, you know, bravo to her. I don't remember her name, but, you know. She um she spoke up and was like, this is weird. So even if you didn't know before, like someone said it, but conversations don't work like that in the yeah. fashion industry. Exactly. Everything's very one sided. Mm. All right. Well, that's been blow the whistle. Uh, we got we got Carl. What, I, I don't want to mess up his last name. Kudmozi. Kumozi. Kumozi. We got Carl Kumozi on the other side of the break. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis and Addy by my side. We'll be right back. Coming up right now is Let Go by Just Keith.
Shorty in my line, says she looking for the drugs. Don't look at me too long, baby, you gon' fall in love. Ay, I just wanna fuck, I ain't into making love. Can't you see that I'm conceited? Yeah, this money got me sprung. Ay, shorty in my line, says she want the drugs. She know she the outlet and I'm the plug. Ay, I just wanna fuck, ain't tryna cut a log. I'm counting green like Milwaukee, I'm stacking bucks. Ay, shorty in my line, says she caught a Yeah, yes, touchdown, and you know we catching plays. Yeah, she go down, make me salute like Major Payne. No, I ain't Max, but I came to bring the pain. Yes, 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 we are back here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's Ben Talks with the best in the world, Ben Lewis and Addy. And good? we have Carl Camozzi on the phone. Yes, Carl, are you there? Hello? 
Oh no. Did we lose Carl? I thought I heard something. It's like low. Did we, did we lose Carl? Hello? Carl, you there? Oh, no. I hear him on the phone. It's not connected. Oh. Let me see. Do I have to do this? Hello? All right. Um, we'll see if we can get Carl back. There we go. Carl, you there? All right, perfect. Yeah, sorry about that little uh, snafu right there. <laughs> but yes, uh, you're, you're on Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you for agreeing to join the program. Pleasure to be on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so thank you, Carl, for coming. Uh, we wanted to feature uh, young black leaders who are going places. You know, we want to catch them before Obama, you know, all the young Obamas of the world um, before oh, wow. they become them. Um, and just l- kind of let everyone know what it means to be a community organizer, strategist, activist. That is all that Carl is. Uh, Vegas born. <laughs> um, and uh, oh, please, please, please. I was born in Togo. <laughs> oh, oh, you West see. Africa. Togo born. You go to <laughs> Look, motherland. The motherland. <laughs> then <laughs> went somewhere equally as hot. <laughs> Las Vegas. And then um, now he is a community strategist and activist for the movement for black lives. Stanford grad. Masters of public policy candidate at Harvard Kennedy School. So what can't this man do? So tell, tell you tell me what you want us to know. What I want you to know. Yeah. The listeners. Um. About what? About, about you. About, about myself. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, I'm, like like Eddie said, I was born in, in uh, Togo, West Africa. You know, my mom was, um, my mom was really, really active over there. Um, we had, at the time I was born, up until 03, actually, Togo had the longest running dictator on the continent. Um, and so around the time I was born, my mom was really active in that, uh, trying to get him, trying to get a real democracy in Togo. So it's one of the reasons we actually had to come over here um so you know a lot of my um a lot of uh being active and kind of being aware definitely came from my mom okay oh i didn't actually know that um because you know only thing i know about uncarl is that carl and i used to uh be roommates <laughs> so right. uh i i Daddy took me in off the street i did i was just gonna say how did your relationship with your father me impact your decision <laughs> Impact your decision to be an awesome person. Um, well, you know everything that I am, I really owe to Addie. Um, Basically, you know she she took me in when I was just uh, a young man, fresh from California, uh, <laughs> fresh from graduation, in a bow tie, really know my way in the world, and um, <laughs> gave me purpose. You know, Basically, gave me gave me motivation. But you know, yeah. you, t- you 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 took what the little seeds I gave you, and you really blossomed. And uh, since then, you um, you've done a really lot of cool shit for black people. And I want to know I want people to know exactly what you do. And I want you to let everyone know what they can do to support um, to support their communities and to support maybe some of the efforts that you're working on. Yeah, of course. Um, so it's a good question. You know, a lot of people uh, often, when I tell people I'm an organizer, they're like, oh, what does that mean? Like, you put away files, like, for a living, um, like, clean desk. <laughs> no, it's not what an organizer is. Um, so I, I like to think of an organizer as someone who um, is like a facilitator um, and, and a capacity builder, right? So um, a lot of what I do is I help groups of people um, 
most of the people that I work with are black people who are affected by some common issue, um, learn the skills and develop the analysis and come up with a plan and then execute a plan or what most people call a campaign um, to change that issue, so mm. to, to, to change and address whatever is affecting them. So that can look like, um, you know, I think the kind of organizing that's most popular that a lot of people, a lot of people know about um, happens in labor unions, so mm-hmm. places of work. Um, where you come together with your with your coworkers and you bargain for better hours or better wages or different benefits. Um, so labor organizers do that. Um, but organizing can also happen in um, in a place where you live, right? So there's tenant organizing that happens um, in large buildings uh, directed towards landlords. Mm-hmm. Um, there's organizing that happens trying to keep uh, police in check. Yeah. Um, and stop police violence. Uh, there's organizing that happens. You know, um, uh, around healthcare, mm, um, mm-hmm. around really a, a bunch of different um, issues. So, what issue? And, what issue do you find yourself more so like passionate, passionate about? Yeah, it's hard, right? Because I, I think I, um, I, I never really know how to answer that. Um, yeah, I, I care a lot about Black people. Mm-hmm. Black people are affected by all issues. Um, so, basically, you know, people lead multi-issue lives. You know, you. You have uh, you go to work, you get treated like shit at work. Uh, you come home, mental you get health, like shit by the police in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, your kids go to school, they get treated like shit by their teachers and police officers in schools. Um, so a lot of what I do is trying to help build the capacity of people, no matter what issue they're working on, um, to like have the capacity and the skills and the tools. Um, to address that that's what's up and I think it's um, really dope you know to to provide and equip people with the tools because I think right now what we see a lot on social media is a lot of you know activism and uh, people mobilizing around like how they feel about something but it's really cool when you provide like the capacity for people to take it somewhere to actually make those changes and so um, I just wanted to know like is there a project that you've worked on that you're like particularly proud of or want to share with us yeah, um, I'm really proud of a lot of stuff. So right now, so uh, when I was in New York, I'm living, uh, unfortunately, I'm in Massachusetts right now. <laughs> but um, I was in Brooklyn for a few years before this, and I was working with a group called BYP 100. Um, shout out BYP 100. Um, so there's a chapter in New York. It's a group of young black people, uh, mostly 18 to 35, that work on a range of issues um, that affect us and people like us. Um, so while I was with them, we worked on, uh, we helped out with the Fight for 15 campaign, mm-hmm. which was the campaign to raise the minimum wage in um, New York State oh, um, to $15 an hour. Um, and that was actually the Fight for 15 campaigns happening all around the country. But um, we joined, we were one of several organizations working on it in New York um, and actually were able to win uh, $15 minimum wage, Dope. which obviously, you know, is still not enough, but it's a right. big step from where we were. Just a few yeah, a start ago. considering that like minimum um, wage hasn't really moved in years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in some places it's, you know, as low as $7. Dang. Um, yeah, de- definitely. Because the tips workers. Not because in Jersey, I hear it's like still like $8 and like 50 cents. So. That was a big, Dang. that's definitely like a, a big victory for, for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, one of the things that uh, the BYP is working on now that I was a part of before I left, but um, I'm, I'm not really working directly on it anymore, is um, uh, we're working on something called uh, permanent exclusion. So in NYCHA, right, in public housing, all throughout New York, um, 
the the law on the books is if you all right so let's say like uh Addie being my father let's say we both live in public housing right um and Addie's name is the one on the lease um and I just live as it should be she's my she's my dad um let's say I get arrested or let's say I yeah I get arrested not even charged with anything not even convicted of anything right but I get arrested on the street somewhere Mm -hmm. and then the cops let me go um the um so that's the threshold just getting arrested uh, my name gets sent to uh if, if the cops take my name and my address and i give my address as living with Addie because he's my father um that gets triggered in the system that somebody who's living at this residence has been arrested mm. um and then that person can then uh not only can i get kicked out but Addie can get kicked out too so my whole family everyone can get Dang. kicked out of public housing Man, that's um, terrible. just because of an arrest not yeah. even a conviction Oh wow! So that's the law on the books. Um, it's not in. It's it's been enforced <laughs> less and less. Uh, thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, but it's still the law on the books, and it still happens. Damn, that's um, just so directly so, racist. You know, now it's like, yeah. Maybe you have to be convicted is the practice for the most part, um, but it really depends on who's in office, right? And yeah. Who's holding the, the seats. So what we're trying to do is get rid of that law um, completely, that mm. policy in the books, so that. Um, you know, people who really need public housing aren't kicked out of it. Right. Because um, then that just leads to worse stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's one, one concrete thing that, that folks are working on right now. Is there anything that our listeners can do to get involved with, like, an organization like BYP? Because we're here based in New York. So what can we do to support? Yeah, definitely. New York is really cool because it's, it's one of the places... Uh, uh, in the country and in the world that has a lot a really really active um, community organizing infrastructure so there's a lot of different groups working on a lot of different issues right um, so honestly really a quick google search um, to look for an organ type in some keywords about what you care about type in keywords like organizing um, and kind of like do research to see what groups are out there um, if you're interested in BYP100 you can go to byp100.org and they have the email address for all of the chapters there you can email uh the new york chapter they'll set you up uh with the next orientation um but then i think for people who uh if you you know there's not a group where you live or there's not a group that you're interested in um i think a lot of our people have been organizing for centuries right with very little resources Mm -hmm. very little infrastructure so i would say um maybe like there's three or four steps you could take i think step one um is just like find a group of people that care about whatever it is that you care about um and there's a lot of different ways to find those people right but number one is always find a group of people they're always more powerful mm-hmm. with others than you are alone um i think number two is then figure out what you want um so it's really really important i think a lot of times you know especially with with social media and all this stuff where it's really really easy to point to the problem um and to dissect the problem and and talk about the problem but it's really hard to come up with solutions um so i think it's really important to be really clear about what the solution that you and the group of people your group of people want um is and i think step three um is to figure out who has the power to give you what you want so you know mm-hmm. and, and, and if it's if you want to change something about your school dress code right who has the power to do that it might be your principal it might be somebody on the school board um, if you want to change something in your neighborhood, it might be a city council person. It might be a community board person. Um, it might be a random business person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
think it's really important to get clear about who has the power to give you what you want. Right. And then step four, I would say, is to um, come up with a plan to make them give you what you want. Um, so find out what they care about. Uh, find out what they uh, they don't want to lose, right? What they want to gain. Um, with politicians, right, it's elections and money. So you can kind of use that to hold them accountable. Um, with business people, it's money and like share shareholder value things like that mm-hmm. um you can use to hold them accountable so find out what are the different like things that they care about that you can use to, to yeah. get in front of them maybe it's even soft maybe it's you know you can just you know somebody who knows that right you don't have to be as confrontational okay but um so yeah, i think those are some, some first steps thank you for that because i feel like you know people have these ideas of what they want but don't know how to what the first steps are, and then also I think just because there's a lot of distractions right now that we have, and social media kind of making you feel like maybe you're more involved than you actually are, and um, and it can be a helpful tool, but I think that there are more concrete action steps as well that people can consider as they um, if they're if they're really passionate about something. Um, but just to uh, ask you, I just want to know, uh, do you think because I, I just like now that the um, 2020 election is coming and a lot a lot more uh, black people are making demands about what they want. You know, last election we saw Obama. It was just like, oh, dope. He's a black president and he's done some dope things. But um, as far as a specific black agenda, that wasn't we can't necessarily say he had that. Whereas now you see uh, a lot of black people calling for um, a specific agenda and not really being satisfied with some of the answers that our democratic candidates are putting forth um and so i just want to know what your thoughts are on what that should be and you touched on it a little earlier about like every issue is a black issue right um but what do you think would be the right thing to to say in that case yeah that's a good question you know i think um i think it's important to like keep push pushing candidates and to not settle um I think already, like the you know Bernie, for example, is going to uh, run a very different campaign than he did in 2016, right? Mm-hmm. Because he knows that he wasn't really exciting a lot of black people. Um, he wasn't speaking really specifically to our issues, right? Um, and and uh, you know, I think a lot of candidates historically have you know talk about like class and talk about economic stuff, and like that's supposed to be like a proxy mm-hmm. for race, but. Um, I think you spoke to it exactly like more and more we're realizing that that doesn't work solutions that are like race blind don't work right because what you Um, just said about what you sorry just what you just said earlier about um, the police uh, uh, banning people from public housing because someone was arrested in the place that's a very specifically Mm -hmm. racist policy because the people who get arrested for no reason are black people and we know that that's actually on file. That's a, it's on the record. So it's like that's that's an example of a policy that is racist and comp- and, and it's going to be inherently racist. And race should be specific. Agreed, one hundred percent. Yeah. So I want to get your opinion, Carl. Um, now we we talked about like social media and everything like that. And so there's someone who's been you know he's he's been the subject of a lot of memes on social media, and people are saying that. The, his recent actions is because of because he wanted social media attention. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on what is oh, what you man. the Jesse Smollett situation. Now, I personally I feel like it was terrible for not not only is he a black man, but he's he's a gay black man, and he's just falsely like set this whole thing up for him to get attacked and 
tried to blame it on on people who supported Donald Trump. And now it comes out that it's a big lie. How much of a detriment do you think this is to any type of cause that we might be trying to lead moving forward? Yeah, Jesse, man, I um, I've been trying to avoid these conversations all day. Um, it's okay. You I think, can, I think you say what's on your mind. No one's listening. Sad for for a couple of reasons, right? I think obviously, you know, because he he lied, and that's oh, I mean, allegedly, right? We still don't know. Nah, he lied. He is not. He did lie, right? Man like, lied. <laughs> he a liar. Uh, <laughs> that hurts for a lot of people who you know are impacted by this kind of stuff day yeah. to day. Um, but I think what made me even more sad before that was just you know we know as black people we know. Um, how often the police lie and we know that you know the police lie all the time like every time somebody's killed right somebody's beaten whatever like we we know not to trust the police um but i just think it was real funny that as soon as there was any doubt uh, expressed by the especially by the chicago police department one of the most egregious police departments in the country Agreed. right as soon as they said something um so many of us were quick to Oh, like Jesse's lying. Oh, they're clearly he. You know, this is this is staged. This is made up, right? Yeah, the police are they're telling the truth. Um, so I think that made me real sad. And I think um, I think it's really important for us to inter- for people to interrogate, like why why we were so quick uh, to believe the police in this case versus you know maybe if Jesse had been a straight black man maybe it would have been a little bit different mm. um maybe if he had been somebody else had some other identity it would have been a little different um but i also think you know I don't but do you believe his story i mean like did you think it was because for me i personally it wasn't you know you know me like i'm very much so i'm gonna give black gay men black women the benefit of the doubt but for me personally from the beginning before the police said anything i was just like and and i you know and i really did check myself as far as like you know, even though, yeah, I'm an ally or whatever that means. And, you know, I've been consistently like good to people who are good to me. And so I feel like gay black men have always been good to me, have always been good to black women. So I'm always going to give them that extra benefit of the doubt. But like, I kind of feel sometimes too, that like with, um, with like identity politics, sometimes like, are we missing, are we missing some of the facts or not trusting our like judgment? Yeah, no, I, I hear that. And I think that's that's the damaging part about this, right, is that, like, so many people, um, so many people who are queer, who are black, who are people of color, right, like, go through this kind of shit regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, right, and that's don't a fact. don't have the platform that Jesse has. Exactly. Like, don't call, you know what I'm saying? And so exactly. now, um, like, we know that there are Trump supporters out there beating up people. Like, there's multiple sure. cases of it all the time. Yep. And now, like, every case is going to be scrutinized mm-hmm. that much more. And then people, you know, are going to have so much more of a burden to prove. Um, yep. Uh, if it turns out that, the, you know, that this is all really a hoax, which I think that's the that's the part that hurts the most. Yeah. Selfish. It's really selfish. Yeah. All right. So so what's what's next for Carl? I know um, you say you're currently in school, right? That's right. Yeah, so so as far as like uh, I know, like you know, once you finish with school, like, but uh, what is next for for Carl? What type of work is Carl gonna be doing for 2019 to help you know build on the causes that you've already been fighting for and like the new causes that may come up? Like, what what can we expect from you moving forward? I'm glad you asked. So this weekend, I'm actually gonna announce my candidacy for to a knowledge plan. 
Yo, man. I thought you was going to run for some local. I was about to get. Ben Talks exclusive. That's his uh, eye, his yeah. eyes almost fell out his head. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "We got the exclusive." You'd have, you'd have been on, on all over social media. I'll right. say that right now. Exactly. <laughs> I just created a meme about you. Oh, oh wow. man, you work fast. I do. Um, but but no, I'm you know I'm in school right now. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to be involved and trying to like uh, you know continue the work I was doing while I'm in school. But a lot of the reason that I'm in school is just to you know, pick up some more skills, um, some more like hard skills and get a little bit more insight into, um, I'm, a, I'm in a public policy school. So a lot of people don't know what that means. So that's essentially just learning a lot about how, how government works um, and how, uh, how how policies and laws are made, mm-hmm. all of the considerations that uh, go into it. Um, but one of the reasons I'm really here is, um, you know, to study power, to study people who have a lot of power. Um, a lot of the, the work that we do from the outside is um, trying to influence those people, and so I think all that is much insight into how um, how to better get people to give us what we need and what we want um, is good. So I, I plan on going back to do the same type of work. Um, I don't know exactly what issue or where or what capacity that'll look like, but um, you know I'm 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 committed to Black liberation. Yes, um, absolutely. Making your mama proud. <laughs> Well, listen, Carl, man, the, the, you got an open invitation to Ben Talks. If there's any issues, man, anything that you want to talk about, any, you know, promoting you want to do, like, you, you're always free to, to to use this platform, man, for sure. Appreciate that. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for having me. We appreciate you, too. Thank you so much for being for being you and being, you know, someone who's really about that action. Thanks, Addy Daddy. <laughs> yeah, let, let us know. And, when... and respectful, you see? You see, I'm trying to. Be... Addy has ben a po- doesn't realize I'm Addy, his daddy. Addy has a power complex, you know. As yeah, I, we know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm part of the patriarchy. Addy, Addy has a power complex. But mm-hmm. uh, no, definitely for sure. I appreciate you coming uh, coming on, man. Hey, man, when you in New York, let us know, man. We have you come on in person. Oh, sounds good. All hopefully, right, in, uh, hopefully for spring break. Yeah. I'll let y'all know. All right, sounds good. All right, man. And let's follow up on some more things that people could do to get out and uh, get mobilized. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right. Have a good good one. Yep. That was was pretty good, man. That was good. Was it good? I enjoyed having him come on, man. Um, Real quick, you know, before we, uh, we're going to take a, we're going to take a break. We're going to take, we're going to take a break, but first, I got to, I got to do don't at me now if you, if you, uh, if it's your first time tuning in, you know, um, Don't At Me is a segment that I usually go off about an issue that's been really bothering me, really annoying me. I'm a very, um, what's the word? Excitable? Mm-hmm. Is that, your is that eyes the word? just almost fell out your head earlier. Well, I thought like... he was going to give us a Ben Talks exclusive. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. I yeah. thought a Ben Talks exclusive was coming, but, um, you know, he psyched me out. Yeah, sorry. It's all good, though. You it can happens. go to the shade room for exclusives. <laughs> Nobody want to give me exclusive. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't have the budget yet. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Sure. <laughs> Anywho. No, nah, man. So Don't At Me is a segment that I go off about an issue that, you know, something that's been bothering me, something that's been on my mind. And today, I can't help but kind of focus my Don't At Me on the biggest thing trending today. And that is the Jesse Smollett situation. So this week's Don't At Me goes to all you people who for some reason think that Jesse Smollett is telling the truth. For some reason, some of you people out there think that Jesse Smollett was 
was forced to lie about himself getting beat up. Listen, there's one thing to it, and it's the only thing to it. He lied. He lied. He hired two of Addy's cousins to beat him up, <laughs> and Damn. he lied. There's, I don't even like. I don't even know what else to say about it. The man is a liar. He got caught. But yet, there's still some people out there talking about, oh, I still want to hear more. I still want to hear from him. He lied, and he turned himself into the police. It's over. All right? He made the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. There's no truth to what he said. All right? Who, first of all, who gets beat up by two strong-ass <laughs> black men, and your sandwich is intact, and your cell phone doesn't get <laughs> stolen? Like, come on, man. He was lying the whole damn time. And you know what? I called it. I called it from the very first time I heard the story. Mm-hmm. And now it has been confirmed. You could try to say all the other stuff about the Chicago PD setting black people up. Listen, the only person that could get Jesse Smollett out of hot water right now is dead because it's Johnny Cochran. He's not <laughs> here anymore. All right. Johnny Cochran got OJ's murderous ass off off of the, the trial. And he's the only one that could change the story on Jesse Smollett. <laughs> But unfortunately, he's not here. Jesse Smollett, you got donkey of the day this morning for Charlemagne, and you getting don't at me today, all right? If you are one of those people that think that Jesse Smollett is still somehow being truthful, even though he came out and turned himself over to the police. Mm-hmm. Calls and himself said, the gay Tupac. The first, yeah, that, that's another violation. He called mm-hmm. himself the gay Tupac. But he turned himself over to the police and he said that he wasn't happy with his role on Empire. He wasn't happy with his salary. He was about to get killed off. So he staged this entire thing. You, my friend, are not only gullible, but you're an asshole too. And you're a jerk. And I said what I said. And if you for some reason think that Jesse Smollett is telling the truth, my, 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 you can get away with just about murder. With, with some of you, if you think Jesse Smollett is still telling the truth. If you're still talking about you're waiting for facts to come out, it's over. He's a liar. He staged the whole thing, and now he's got to face the consequences and repercussions of his lies and his actions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you are still, for some reason, supporting Jesse Smollett after what we found out today, I'm sorry, but you are an gullible asshole. I said what I said. Now, don't at me. Drops mic. I, I mean, I would drop the mic, but uh, <laughs> I'd get fired. So I'm not going to drop the mic. The mic is more complicated uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're going to take a quick break. Zaya is in the building. He's going to be here just on the other side of the break. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis and Addy. We'll be right back. You already know. Toasting up to the finish because my mama deserve it Yeah, I'm far from what's perfect Like, who am I kidding? All the hoes in the room Looking for new beginnings Hands up if you feel it Hands 
shooting star. Cracked up screen phone, coconut theme song. Move your feet and be wrong. Dancing like this, your song. Dancing like the sun gone. Told them step your mind gone. Damn, oh my God, my blown. Pedestal that high throne. She walk on now that fire blown. Flowing by like I've been the ocean. Then I bend it back with that king notion. It's free spoken that wordsmith. Feeling up on perfect. She bit the lip with the lust gazing. Persuasion that prison get out. Was at the top, it said Daniel, chapter 3, I can't remember, off the top, no see, see, I don't know where you came from, but I know how I was built, see, you can fault me for a lot of shit, but never say I don't care, see, I've been dealing with a lot of things that you would never call fair, and if you love me, baby, don't press a nigga, you making it feel like jail, and I already been locked up once, you ain't know that, that's one place that I never wanna go back, sorry to my mama, cause I make her wanna collapse, ain't no other woman compares, huh. Yeah, let it rain on me. Need it for the roots, I'ma grow my limbs. Cut it down, see the 360 degrees. I learned to give a fuck, it's the birds and the bees. You wanna have my son? He can turn into me. And do all the type of shit she don't like. He can close the door, go MIA. When he need a second or when he trying to write. Now, shorty, is that wrong or is that true? I go so hard trying to pay my dues. If I can't do it, we all gon' lose. And I'm a good ass man, that's why I'm so confused. But God will never give me nothing I can't handle. Even when he took my grandma from cancer. I ain't cried once and you think that's random. When they get you what you need, but shit take plan and I I will be there for you, baby. I will be there for you, girl. I will be there for you. Just call on me, yeah. I will be there for you. See, I will be there for you, baby. You know. Not perfect. I got a lot of attachments. I just miss my flight. I'm like, why is this happening? Mm. When everything go wrong. Got up in the cab, then I went back home. Ain't make it to Cali. It hurt my soul. Mama would say, when it rains, a pole. Nah, nigga, learn. Best friends will try to get you. Old things will try to get you. Trying to take the first and last. Yeah. They just craving my initials. Days are filled with dreams of mine. I don't like the evil kind. Why they aiming for the head? Trying to give me something to keep in mind. No, no, nigga, y'all don't get it. You need to backtrack and get the analytics. On the seventh day, I never rest. I'm slipping like an old transmission. Listen. 
listen Just because I got a blank stare It don't never ever mean that I don't listen Nigga, all because I just raised hell Without giving a fuck, I'm still turning Niggas, man, I really need to wear rubber In this game, I feel like gladiator Killer entertainment, I just hope I got another blessing I could block the devil, then my tumble Take away from my mistake that I see the changes And I'm getting ready for some many more I'm always there and I ain't never left And I think that is something you ain't ready for But I swear Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. We are live here on Ben Talks. We got Addy, hey. my, my sidekick, <laughs> and, and of course... More, more of a main character, well, but... <laughs> let's not do that. My, my name is on the show. The protagonist. Though. Well, let's not do that. Come on now. You insult me in front of our guests. <laughs> All right. Uh, live in studio, man. Recording artists, performing artists. There's yes. a difference, people. Word. There's a difference, man. This guy's been on toys open for a whole bunch of amazing artists. It's, what can you not do? What can't you do, Zay? He acts. All right. Um, he had a he has an EP that's that's about to be released. Yeah. Amazing, by the way. Thank Great you. body of work. The song you just heard was selfless. Yeah. And it is one of my favorite songs right now. How does it feel, man? Like I I was following you on Instagram. You yeah. talked about the relief that you finally had. The project is done. Yeah. Man, how does it feel that it's out right now? Man, what? man. It's just being able to get to a point where um you just wrap up a body of work. Yeah. The thing is as an artist, when what happens is you continually create. And so it's it's hard sometimes when um you're creating new things, but you have a body of work that you want to kind of bring to completion so you make new tracks you're like oh maybe maybe let me throw this on and what, what that does is um it creates this never-ending process because you're yeah. constantly growing if you're doing it right you're constantly growing as a person as an artist so you create new things that you know what i mean you continue to push the envelope so it's, it's really hard to just be disciplined enough to say hey i'm around this out i'm gonna complete this project and i'm gonna you know uh give it to the world so yeah. um I, it's just a really good feeling you know what i mean completing anything you know yeah. Sure. so um yeah and i feel great i feel great yeah and, and definitely like one of the things that i liked about the project the first record now the first record on a project is very important because it has to set the tone for the entire project yeah it yeah. really determines if somebody's going to really sit there and listen to it mm -hmm. or if they're just going to shut it off absolutely and one thing that really grabbed me like first of all you're very talented thank you uh you, you don't have like regular abc bars like you're, you're talking about substance Word. you're Word. talking about yeah. like you, you sound like someone who's experienced a lot in life oh yeah and so you put that into the music but one of the things that really took me was the tupac sample where tupac was was having an interview and he's talking um about like the, the state of the world and not being too greedy mm -hmm. was tupac like a major influence for you musically so tupac from because of what he represents um you know, he he takes freedom of speech, speaking from a, a point of um, intellect and passion and bridging that gap. And that's what I try to use in my music, you know. So um, he's definitely a, a pioneer for someone who takes 
artistry to just like the next level. You know, artistry is, is being a creative. That's not it doesn't just stop at music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what happens is you start to have a platform and, and you, when you grow as a person, as an artist, uh, you know, it's it's important. People want to hear what you have to say about certain points. And so Tupac just just he knew what he was trying to say and he took a stance, you know, and sometimes that's hard for an artist to do. You know, it's easy for for you as an artist, as a person to take a stance and just ride the wave. Yep. So yeah. him as a as just a as, as an originator, he was definitely an inspiration. So that interlude. So the first that the name of that track is called White Christmas. Mm-hmm. So that's um, big shots to my um, my brother and um, my co-producer, um, Aaron. He, he cooked that up a couple of years ago. He actually didn't bang with the beat. Um, I got a hold of it. I was like, yo, man, this thing is, is crazy. And then he added that that clip on there. And this reason it's called White Christmas is if you actually go to that clip, what he's saying is um, he goes into this uh, segment where he's just saying, you know, people have a thousand rooms, but there's people homeless. You know, yeah. you got people mm-hmm. who have, you know, what I mean, maids and, and all kinds of services, but there's people who not eating. And then um, he said at the end of it, he says, you know, all, all you know, everyone's having a good time and, and uh, you know, and they're having a white Christmas. But in the midst of a white Christmas and how how beautiful that is, you know, there's people out there starving. You know what I mean? It's just like a such a such a shock. And, I, and, and you know, Aaron just he placed that at the end of that track. Um, which was just such a such a statement and just flowed right into the to the second half of that track, which yeah. is with uh, Cole Ray. You know, it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely, man. Yeah. Was there was there any point in time while you were making this that you were just like, man, I'm not putting this out, man. Oh, this, man. There's too much going on. Bro, man, there was, man, th- this project, is, it's it's taking dips. It's taking um, twist turns, man. I put out uh, one version. I had a whole listening session. When I say, I think we, we basically selfless we like completely scrapped it at one point you know basically mm-hmm. all the tracks we scrapped it at one point and, wow. and just um and continue to rebuild and um um but we we knew we were coming for an end goal you know what i mean so we just stuck the course but yeah numerous times bro me and me and aaron we had arguments over over the the layering and the arrangement of the track yo yeah. man don't put the i don't want the quote to go over here it's going to beginning <laughs> and this and this i'm like yo bro it sound good yeah sound good. you know so you know a lot of back and forth a lot of changes um but yeah man we uh we just kept on pushing through and that's just a testament to anybody who's on the grind with anything yeah you yeah. know you gotta just you really gotta push through a lot of um um a lot of the the things that don't really matter to, to the end goal yeah. What do you, you know? do to get there? Because I've been reading yeah. up a lot of self-help. I'm on my Deepak Chopra, you know, Tupac Deepak. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying what, to get my language, mind right. Deepak <laughs> Chopra. Chopra oh my, he don't read or whatever. Right. Like, why don't you read? <laughs> yeah. uh, but I've been really just trying to get my self-help on just to get my mind right. Because a lot of people don't realize a lot of the demons and a lot of the things that hold you back are mm-hmm. things that are not even your words. Yeah. And I remember like writing down all of the things that were blocking me before mm-hmm. and like even the language of what I wrote down had nothing to do with me I never said those things yeah so what is your like process for like moving past those like that self-doubt for sure for sure so one of the things major so um uh you know you have to have faith mm-hmm. you know what I mean you got to have um first of all faith in your in yourself you know what I mean even um and I'm I'm on a journey I'm on a uh, um a walk with with God you know myself I got baptized two years ago so that completely changed the trajectory of my life mm-hmm. but you know faith you know a lot of times people you can't just as a side note you can't you can sit and just pray and say God just provide all these things for me but you know it's it's in scripture I can I can I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me right so 
you have to first believe in yourself. The first part is I can. That's faith in yourself. You know what I mean? If you don't believe you can do it, but you're praying for something, how can God even bless you with something so big that you don't believe that you can handle? You know what I mean? The whole um, the, the understanding is that, you know, he comes alongside of you and is able to push you towards um, towards the, the next levels and, and, and the blessings that he has for you. So how do you push through that? What I would say is, is um, you have to remember you remember your lowest points and never forget your lowest points. And remember that you ain't die, right? Your lowest point ever, like you didn't die. Whatever you thought was going so terrible or or, or didn't work out, like you made it though. And, and you're here to to talk about it. So um, having faith in yourself and that push to just continue to to move forward and just understand that um, life goes in seasons, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's all about perspective, how you perceive a certain situation, you know. As humans, we're we're meaning making um, entities. Sure. Someone bumps you on the subway. First thing you want to do is, why did that happen? Mm-hmm. Start the process. Why did that happen? Yo, what's going on? Someone someone comes up that you a stranger. Hey, hi, hey, how's, how's it going? Yo, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let me pro- what's going on? You know what I mean? Let, let me process it. And depending on how you process that, that can either send you down a, a path left or right. You know, so the better you can you can control how you because you can't control everything. You know, running late on the train, running late for work, mm-hmm. train stops. They don't give an announcement. You can start blacking on spot. <laughs> yeah, and that's going to do nothing for you. It happened the other day. Yep. <laughs> Shave years off your life. Yeah, yeah right. That kind of energy. Man, I love I love hearing you talk about like your faith and everything. And one thing, Tuesday night, I was I got the chance to be at the EP um release party. Right. And one thing that really like I was taken aback is that. Before the whole, before all the performances, man, you went out there and you you prayed. Where, yeah. And I I've been to like other like I've been to a bunch of EP parties and album release parties and everything like that. Yeah. No one has ever done that, and that wow. really like took me by surprise. I was like, wow, this dude is really like grounded Where? in his faith. Like, how much has your faith like helped you on your musical journey? Oh man, so in all honesty, you know what happens is um, in any transformation, you know. <laughs> When you embark on a journey, any type of journey, you know what I mean? If it, it's going to change your life, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what it is. You get a new job, you're embarking on a new journey, you know what I mean? And so this was a faith journey that I embarked on. And um, it's 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 come with challenges, you know, but it's come with so many blessings, you know what I mean? Alongside of it, you know what I mean? You know, you're going to go through pressures again about perception, right? You're going to go through in order for you to get to the next level, you know what I mean? And um, that's what when you have an understanding of of what your source is and, and who's beside you the creator beside you right mm-hmm. you start to understand that uh, really when you pray for certain things say oh god i want to be a a millionaire all right well in order to be a millionaire you're going to have to learn a couple things mm-hmm. we don't want to um endure sometimes the things that we have to endure in order to get us to the next level mm-hmm. and that's the scary part right we want these things but we don't want to have to change in order to get them you know what i mean so um you're going to go through pressure so yeah. you know you start praying for things just be ready for you to, you know what I'm saying you to go through some pressures because that through that pressure that's the only way you could get a diamond right yeah you know absolutely. so you're going to refine yourself through that process you want to be a ceo someday so yeah, you're gonna have a couple jobs, a couple issues that you know at workplaces where you're you're maybe in cahoots with a, a coworker or something like that. You're gonna have to learn how to deal with that. You're gonna have to learn how to do books and records. You're gonna have to acquire these skills yeah. because what you pray for though, you want to be a CEO someday, right? right? So right. endure those pressures. So that's definitely um 
um, but having faith and being able to connect back to source yeah. and understand that, hey, you know what? These these obstacles and these trials that I'm going through right now, they're because, you know, God has a, a, a huge plan for me, you know. Yeah. And again, perception, you know, once you once you understanding that is, is something that was just so big. And um, that's me personally. That's what's helped me to get to through my lowest points, you know. Yeah. So. Yo, man. Oh, you, you was going to say something? Yeah, I got a question because I was just stalking your Instagram mm-hmm. and I saw that you recently paid off all your student loans, Yo. which, you know, I know for anybody because I'm also artist. And okay. so just like, you know, but like budgeting and like financing your own projects as an yeah. independent artist. Now that we're able to do that, mm-hmm. um, it can cost a lot yeah. from videos, recording time and all of that. So. Mm-hmm. What what advice do you have for people who are in the music industry or in the game and have like debt or mm-hmm. student loans? Like, what do you, what is your advice there? Yeah, so my advice is the first thing you you need to understand is um, number one, take yourself very seriously. And what I mean by that is you gotta look at your, your your business. And in any business, for a business to get off off of the ground, you need seed money, right? So you gotta look at your whatever you're trying to do. Um, you need seed money and you need a plan, an end goal, right? What are you trying to do? Oh, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to make music. All right, so if that's what you're going to do, you can make you, can, you don't need no microphone for that. You don't need no nothing. What are you trying to do? You know what I mean? I want to be this type of artist that I want to be able to generate X amount of income off of my artistry. Okay. Put numbers to that. Yeah. You know, put an end goal to that. What does this actually mean? So then when it comes to all of that, once you have your goals and your plan set, um, then when it comes to, of course, we, we all come to the table with certain debts, let's say student loan debt. So but you have now a projected plan. Right. What is it going to cost me in order to move forward toward this towards this artistic goal that I have? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to cost me. I'm going to need X amount of dollars for studio time. I'm going to need X amount of this. Your life begins to round itself out once you set that goal, because then it's like, OK, well, all right, let me do the map. If it's going to cost me over the course of a month, I know it's going to cost me two racks of studio time. Well, I could build an in-home studio for eight hundred dollars and then I won't have to pay for studio time ever again mm-hmm. or, you know, different things like that. You know, and along the way, the quicker, obviously, I just don't like owing people stuff. Yeah. So, um, of course, you cannot pay everything off at one shot. So the, the again, it's about perspective. I've hit dips, had to go into forbearance a couple of times for the loans. Um, but a couple, I've you hit those moments where random numbers calling my phone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you know, but you stay the course because you have that goal. You stick to that goal. You stick to that end goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got to put your loans on hold for a second, mm-hmm. you know, to get your funds up. But things begin to round itself out once you put forth a plan. It's very hard. To, it's difficult to hit a moving target. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my advice definitely for anybody who's a creative definitely right um but who also has you know bills and once you know you creative you know a lot of people who i know who are creatives they want to you know just get their own place to live you know yeah i put it on paper like you know know what you're working towards until you put it down yeah okay what type of which one a two-bedroom three-bedroom you you down for roommates like what's feasible for you you're just shooting a moving target until you mm-hmm. until you map it out right Man, that's dope, man. You, pay, you got to pay off your loans. Yeah. Well, while we're on the topic, uh, that chair wasn't here until today. <laughs> <laughs> I actually bought that chair on my way over here. Oh, wow. So there's a collection plate in the front desk if you want to. <laughs> no, nah, man. The boy just paid off his. his I mean, that means he got some damn, extra money man. to spend. That's a little, got a little, a, little, a little extra seasoning. You know yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, nah, man. But uh, just, I want to go back to, to Selfless, the project. Yeah. Um, just listening to. To the project and listening to the song selfless mm-hmm. in itself like 
there was a lot to unpack in that song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It sounded like of all the songs in the project, you was like pouring your heart out. I thought you was crying at some point. Word, yeah, man, there was a lot going on. And then whoever B Morgan is, shout out to him. Word, you were singing your ass off. Yeah. Goddamn B Morgan, that's the bro. Yeah. So, what was your state of mind making that? Not just the project selfless, but the record mm-hmm. selfless. What was the state of mind making that? Definitely. So every track on selfless. So it's, it's um just a little background of how selfless came to be. Uh, so Scott, uh, big shout Scott Morris, my whole more value team, who just is just amazing. Um, also B Morgan, who's singing on the track Selfless. So um, Scott said, "Hey man, listen, you you've been performing for for a while. We need content. We, people want to listen to a body of work." Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Yo, I need a mixtape or some some random tracks." But just the way my my creative mind thinks, it thinks in terms of packages, in terms of projects. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it, way it thinks. So the first track we actually got done was um, Saturday morning. Yeah. So my co-producer Aaron um, and uh, another brother, uh, co-producer of mine, um, LC, who's a who's a uh, dope artist and creator too. We got together. We kicked up Saturday morning. Um, after we made that, I was like, oh, just because of Saturday morning, it represents, um, uh, it captures a time in a relationship that I was in. That was just there was so much love exchanged and um, you know soul ties and everything like that. But when you have mindsets as individuals um, that are so differing that they cannot relate. And and what's the key word in relationships? Relate. When you have difficulty relating, you're going to have difficulty in any relationship, whether it's intimate, friendships, anything. When Mm -hmm. someone cannot see your perspective through your eyes, where you're trying to get. And that's, again, so much love, so many soul ties in there but just um in that time frame just a, a difficulty to relate so selfless follows the initial order follows the initial order started with saturday morning ended with amen so it follows me on saturday morning actually after my website release event mm-hmm. which my my girl at the time who you know a lot of this was based around follows that moment all the way through to me ended up um, at church on Saturday, Sunday morning. Yeah. So everything is based off a of true event. Selfless was actually a situation. The team had gone out to LA and I had got caught up, um, um, just back here, uh, working and uh, I ended up trying to, uh, grab a taxi or Uber to make it to the airport last minute. I ended up missing the flight by in, you know, seconds, man. Mm-hmm. And that just broke me, bro. It just broke me. I went back home. And I wanted to just break down. It was just like, what, what is this all for? You know, you try to do things the right way and, 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 you know, pay your bills, pay your taxes, help people, you know what I mean? And then something like this happens that it can knock you back, you know? And, um, it was, I was struggling with emotions that I was going through in my relationship. And then I just missed this flight. So it's just a mix between everything, you know, yeah. I mean, culminates on that record, um, as well as a lot of the other ones. So, but that, yeah. man, you're hearing true things and everything. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Like the vocals on the on every track, like the singers, like it's like you really took it. It just sounds like you took your time and oh yeah, selected people who had really like real talent. Oh yeah, like there's every note on that um EP is on point. Thank you, brother. I really enjoy listening to it. Thank you. Um, and and I wanted like going to like support a little bit. Uh, you had your church folk. At the oh, at the party on Tuesday, heavy. Trinity Church Harlem fam in there. Yeah, they, they was in there. Um, I'm not gonna say who I saw by the bar going crazy, <laughs> but uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> let you know. Um, no, nah. yeah, I'm dead. 
<laughs> nah, man. But how how much is that? What does that mean to you, man? And know that like just having people come out. It's Tuesday. It's not. Yeah. It's not Sunday night. It's not Saturday. It's not Friday. It's not even Thursday. It's yeah. a Tuesday. Yeah. And the place was packed, man. What does that mean to you, man? It just it did something for me. That was just. First of all, to have my church family, I'll touch on that, you know, specifically just, you know, when you embark on a um, on a faith journey. You know, a lot of times people people have a harder time, have a hard time processing it. And the person going through the journey has a hard time processing it. And what I mean by that is sometimes people think, oh, are you Christian? OK, cool. You perfect. Like you don't <laughs> you know what I mean? And seriously, you know, it's like and, and the understanding of that, that's like going to a hospital and looking for a non sick person. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, well, that's where you go because, you know what I'm saying, you've been through it and you recognize that, you know, you need to turn to somebody who turn to to a creator, a source who has the answers, who has the guidance, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, um now definitely as a creator, what happens is when you use in my case, when you use music as a as like a personal journal. This is how I get my thoughts out. This is how I get my emotions out um at the most raw and organic and real um, in the most organic and real way, then it's like, all right, well, what, yo, what what's my church fam going to think? You know what I mean? What a, I'm talking about everything. I'm pouring my heart and soul. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm I'm intentional with my music. You know, I'm not cursing just to be cursing. I'm cursing because, yeah. you know what I mean? It, there's an emotion that, that comes out. And, and um, so there was a, a level of, of nervousness. You know what I mean? Initially when, you know, I was like, yo, I'm at my church. People are, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to show up on Sunday. Yeah, Everybody yeah. going to give me a side eye. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But, you know, it's 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 at the end of the day, you know, if, if you love Jesus, you love Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And, and no one's going to take that away from you. And um, through my transparency um, and just being transparent about my journey, where I am along my journey, people have felt comfortable to say, yo, you know, I, I've been rocking with you when you didn't have, you know, what I'm saying God in your life at this level. Now, I'm, you know, I'm interested. I've had people DM. Yo, bro, I'm, yo, I was crazy. People DM me. Yo, bro, can you pray for me? This and this and that's going on. Wow. Yo, yo, I feel like I'm being attacked by by the enemy. Yo, can you pray for me? And this and yeah. this. That is amazing. Being able to do God's work on that. I never would have imagined. You know, a lot of times you think, oh, I'm gonna have to be on the corner handing out, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. Bibles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. just being myself. You just described my childhood. <laughs> I didn't want to go back. Past the sun. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks, Zay. Yeah, that's that's uh... <laughs> you know. But what you wish, what you realize is that yeah. um, you know God calls you to be yourself, you know, because that's how you have a you have a, a, a an audience that just you can speak to. Mm-hmm. You have an audience that you can speak to. We all have specifics, and as your platform grows, you know, mm-hmm. he wants to use that. So, and it must feel really good being yourself and people receiving you exactly the way you intend for intend for them to you know to know you because that's who you are. And like I think oh, in yeah. this industry, people package you and oh, they make you yeah. be something else. So it's really nice that you're getting that kind of. What you what you put out there? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and and to specifically answer your question, it's like people came out on the tour. It was it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. We listen, were, yeah. I, I live in Flatbush, <laughs> and I was in Harlem <laughs> on a Ooh. Tuesday night. <laughs> on a Tuesday, was that Tuesday? The First two, of all, train didn't all didn't know. Listen, I never met like your team. I never met anybody. Right. I got hit up on Instagram, and, and he, you know, they they put me on to you, and then he's like, yo possibly get you on the show and i checked out your music i was like you know what yeah why not let's do it and i was on i was on the train 
going to Harlem on a Tuesday night. Yo, and like, I appreciate that. That's yeah, because like, you know Brooklyn niggas don't go to Harlem. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. You definitely you. draw a line. It's either Brooklyn or Harlem. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the farthest side. The farthest side go is Queens. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Brooklyn folk there, they'll go to Queens, but going to Harlem, yeah, you know, it'd be like, yeah. it'd be like. But I appreciate that, honestly. You know, for I appreciate. Sure, sure. I definitely appreciate you coming through and, and being part. You know, what I mean, it was just so many, so many people came together. A lot of us were with Dean's List tour um, alumni. Dean's List tour was an in-state, out-of-state mm-hmm. college tour. Um, Scott facilitated that, and um, you know, he was the leader behind that. And um, there were just so many people who just came through from yeah. who 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 I've met through different parts of the journey. And that was just Mom Deuce came through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you know, yeah, that, that was just, that was dope. Man. That was just crazy. You know, and that's the big thing. Me, I've I've always had like all the support from my family so um like my my immediate family which has been also you know a huge help so yeah man i, I really want to like uh say this it's, it's almost our time to, to go yeah, yeah but yo there's not too many like artists that i hear their music and i'm like yo like this person could really be like like a star ironically enough all the ones that i think that about from harlem <laughs> um <laughs> that's actually know, true there's like yeah because because there's um yeah. there's just to name them like this fergie baby yeah, I, was gonna yeah, say, yeah. He's uh, I feel like he's he really has all the tools I, uh, michael from the east is another person mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i really feel like has all the tools and then mm-hmm. there's you like another person i really feel like has all the tools people from brooklyn don't kill me please <laughs> Uh, you know, I love y'all. You know what I'm saying, but these Harlem, you know, for, for the underground, from what I'm seeing, man, Harlem is putting on, and it hurts me to say that. Yeah, but I appreciate. <laughs> it hurts that. me to say Harlem is putting on for the underground scene in New York, and yo, I feel like, man, you you got it, man. Thank like, you, I love the project. Uh, is uh, is everything all right with it? Like, it's it's has it? Yeah. So so official. Um, I do want to give you official the official. So um. For the release event, we wanted to give you guys a sneak peek and um, just definitely showcase. One of my favorite things to do, one of my strengths is um, live performance. So we wanted mm-hmm. to give you a sneak peek on that behalf. Um, official drop date is, is March 5th. Okay. So March 5th official. Oh, so I feel I feel special. Oh, yeah. You got it. Come on. You know we got to hold you down. Your team did a great job. As Thank far you. as of all the artists that I've dealt with. I was I was treated the best by your word, team. Word, um, so everybody word. else step it up. Yeah, big shot, step big shots to the team. More yes. value, more value. My brother Nick over here been holding it down. Sky Morris, Asia gone. I could go down the line. Diddy Blackout, Jen, the Maddox. Um, I went to college with the Get out of here. Yeah, I'm serious. You serious? Yeah, I went to college with the Maddox. That's the bro. Yeah, that's the bro. Yeah, that's the bro. That's definitely the home. Oh, everybody on the team. Like we, we're just really deep. Um. Oh, and uh, last thing I do want to mention. Um. You mentioned the acting uh, in the beginning. I'm a part of um, Besties, which is a dope miniseries. Um, we drop new episodes every Thursday. We're actually dropping um, the second episode today. Mm-hmm. So on IGTV, make sure you go check that. Um, Besties, uh, Besties is the ultra miniseries. Want to be some some really cool stuff. I play one of the, one of the uh, um, characters, one of the main characters in there. His name is Eric. So, but we're here. I'm blessed. Thank you for having me out for here. Sure, man. More value. All day. Absolute, on the way. Absolute pleasure, man. You welcome Thank back you. anytime. Yo, Thank you for the gems get, you dropped. Yo, course, for real, man. Give it up for Zay. Thank you. Yo, thank you for coming through. You let, you've tuned in to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis and Addy. Right here, we are here every <laughs> single Thursday. Coming up right after me is Heron Now Rachel C. So do not go anywhere. Heron Now with Rachel C. She's back. You know, I, t- I filled in for her last week, but she is back. Harry and I, Rachel C, we're coming up right now. Do not go anywhere. Everyone, I'll catch you all next week. Yeah. Have a safe weekend. Have fun. Thank you, Zaya, for coming through. Appreciate it. Everyone, peace out. Blessings.